What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to the Sooner Surge. Uh, game day was upon us, and uh, what a game it was. Opening game of the season for Oklahoma with a 73-0 shutout of Arkansas State. Uh, great things to get into, to talk about. Before we do, click subscribe, be a part of the Sooner Surge family, like, comment on this video. Big week ahead with SMU coming into Norman. We'll get to that. Got a lot of things coming this week with the play-by-play -play guy going to join us and some other things we preview that game. But first, let's get to uh, the season opener against Arkansas State. And guys, I don't know if you could have uh, written any better performance-wise season opener. There's some injuries uh, concerns maybe that we'll get to and see what we heard on that end. But what a game. What an opener. Offensive, defensive, special teams all showed out. Every one of those facets. And we'll get to it, guys. DG, in my opinion – uh, showed some improvements, some remarkable improvements. And, I, and I'll start with that. Uh, that was a question mark, him and the O-line. And the O-line definitely lived up to the, I'm not going to say hype because the media hype has not been there with the O-line. I am going to talk about the hype of what the O-line has been speaking to with, with, if you've heard any of the O-linemen speak, it's they've talked about the potential that they have. And I know Jackson's sitting there rolling his eyes. You can get to your point in a minute. But it's not been something that the media has been saying, this is the best O-line they've ever had. Uh, but you have heard the linemen talk about that possibility. Uh, there, there are big holes. We never really, OU never really broke a long, long run, which uh, I thought that was interesting because there were some holes there. But obviously, Gabriel was pressured a few times, showed great uh, ability to escape. Things that we, st we thought Gabriel would be able to do, uh, he showed with his feet. Uh, the touchdown run where he wiggled through the line of scrimmage, made a little cut. That was impressive. He definitely threw the ball better today, hitting the open receivers, uh, took shots down the field. And overall, guys, I just thought it was very impressive what the offense did early as far as putting points. I mean, when you don't punt until the last possession of the game, that's a good day on that end. Yeah, yeah I think. Uh, Go ahead, Hunter. Uh, I said it uh, early on when we were, talking about something on uh, the special teams question marks like punting. I said, hopefully uh, it's five weeks before we have to punt uh, against Texas being the first time. And uh, obviously that's an unrealistic expectation. Drive stall. Uh, it's part of the game. It happens. It's very rare a team can go every single drive without having to punt away the football. But OU was able to do it today for 10 straight drives wasn't till the 11th with uh, General Booty uh, taking over as quarterback that, I mean, it was into the game. Like, it's not that big of a deal at that point. Uh, I think even if they would have converted, they wouldn't have had time to make it uh, downfield with the threes and the fours and to uh, put some more points up on the board. So, really, just offensively, there's no complaints. I know Jeremy uh, mentioned Dylan Gabriel today looking a lot better and he and again it's Arkansas State that's uh part of it but he looked more comfortable like him playing quarterback today he looked like a very very good quarterback today uh just the way he handled himself the way uh before like even against UTEP last year I think he had a few just straight up bad throws uh here and there and today that other than, I guess, a little bit of the underthrows at times on the deep ball, which, again, it got past interference called. It's not 
targeted against him. Uh, I think of his three incompletions, it was for sure one of them was a drop, if not maybe more than that, uh, or at least like close enough that the receiver honestly should have made a play. I think every besides maybe one, I think a lot of uh, DG's, all three of his incompletions were within play for the receiver. And then just talking about Jackson Arnold as well, he was 11 for 11 today on his birthday. Uh, Sooner debut in the start in the second half. Uh, But OU as a team, a .909 completion percentage, 30 for 33. Uh, I guess if you want to round it up to 91%, that's what you can do easily. That's the uh, best in school history with minimum of 15 pass attempts. And that's week one, team 129. A lot of just historics uh, surrounding the game. 73-point shutout. Last, the biggest uh, margin of victory in uh, a season opener since 1917 in central Oklahoma. Uh, put up 99 points in that game, 99 to nothing. Uh, Central Oklahoma is now a D2 team. Tells you how much times have changed. It, it was just an all-around dominant performance. Uh, the defense, bend, don't break. They bent, and not much, really. Like, they forced a lot, of, a, a lot of three and outs. Uh, a lot of it was just Arkansas State's scheme of they're getting rid of the ball quick. They're bringing in uh, extra blockers running full packages. So that defensive line can't get pressure, and when they're they were pretty plain Jane today, not many uh, stunts, really very limited blitzing. I think there was a few times they sent a backer. Uh, I know Reggie Pearson rushed off the edge uh, early in the game. I saw Stutzman rush up the middle a few times. Uh, Lewis Canik Carter, well, yeah, Lewis Carter. That's another Jerry, one. He came yeah. up. Few yeah, I said Canick you know, off the edge. Uh, he and I think he went up the middle a few times there. Uh, so really, just when stuff like that's happening, Arkansas State they're going to get rid of the football. Like, and even at times when they were able to be open, the pressure was enough for the quarterback to make that throw. That's good defense. Uh, just to not allow a point. That was something I said going into this game. Uh, that needed to happen for OU to uh, have a very good start to the season. And not only did they did that, they put up 73 points. They're hey, favored hey. by, I think you got up to what, Jerem? Or what, Jeff? Well, I, never mind. Go ahead. I'll, I'll say it after you're done. Okay. I, I think they were favored by like 36. And uh, yeah, they, they beat the Preds twice. Yeah. Yeah. They, they doubled it there. It's just. There's nothing you can complain about to have a dominant performance on really all three, like Jerem said, uh, facets of the game today. Yeah, what I was going to say was I know why Jackson was rolling his eyes, and it's because, Jeremy, you said the media hasn't been talking about this O-line. They actually have been. Like, for weeks now, people have been saying that this O-line can be their best since 2018, and I think that's probably why Jackson was rolling his eyes and – Guys, they they showed it today. I know it's Arkansas State, and you got to just hammer these guys. You got to hammer teams like this. You got to go out there and destroy them. And that's what we, they did. I mean, you look at, I'm going to call out Bird. Bird was mauling people. If you go watch replays of when Caden Green got in, he blocked one guy all the way through the back of the end zone, literally. 
Okay. Yeah. They, they were playing nasty. There wasn't a whole lot of penalties, which I'd like to see. Uh, their pass pro was really great. Uh, you know, never really even on the deep balls. Gabriel had plenty of time. Um, but, you know, a few stats as I was watching the game. Um, at one point, OU had 36 first downs and Arkansas State had ran 39 plays. That's insane. Okay. I don't care who you're playing. That's ridiculous. Um, the other thing is, to me, the one negative on offense was the fact that they never threw the ball to Austin Stogner. Um, that would be my only thing. Like, I, I, you know, because Braden Willis got the ball a lot last year and just didn't even see him. I don't even remember even Gabriel even looking at him any. So I'm just, that would be my. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get a single target thing. today. Yeah, uh, so that, that, that that is – go ahead, Joe. I, I was just going to say – I mean, that, I was just going to say – I was going to say one of the things that, though, that I think stood out to me was the fact that the, the number of receivers, though, and how Dylan Gabriel was spreading the ball around was ten times better than last year. So, with I mean, don't you guys agree? There was a whole lot of guys yeah. that caught balls today. I mean, before Stoops went out, he had four or five already. Uh, four. Early, early it was Andrell Anthony a lot. Uh, you heard saw Nick Anderson with two big plays. I mean, they were able to spread the ball around. It was, and a couple of tight ends had some big plays with Blake Smith and McIntyre. But uh, it could be, you know, the, the plays they ran. I mean, if, if the first or second read is open, maybe the tight ends, the third read, they're not going to get to that guy. But uh, so I don't know if it's a, I don't know if I would call it a negative, unless I mean because. I'd say negative if they weren't getting the ball spread to the other guys. But to me, that was actually something that stood out, the fact that they were spreading the ball around more. Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel looked like, again, this is Arkansas State, he was making more progressions. Well, yeah. you're right. And I saw that. It, it, was, Arkansas, it was Arkansas State. And, and here's the thing. He looked pretty good last year against the first few teams, okay? And – Looking at OU's schedule, they're not going to be tested for a while. I mean, SMU, this game coming up is going to be their toughest one for a while, I think. They have but a lot SMU does. Yeah, but here's the deal, guys. If you're Dylan Gabriel, you have to be on your game because Jackson Arnold, guys, is right there. And you cannot tell me Gabriel doesn't know it. Not that there's a controversy. I'm just saying if Gabriel's having a bad game, I don't think B.B. hesitates to put Arnold in there. I think he's that good. So I think that is driving it, too. But I, I just think Gabriel played great. Like you said, we'll see when the t- competition gets tough and there's pressure on. But he played great. Another thing that stood out to me, uh, yeah, defensively, if you look at defensively, a couple guys, Gentry Williams and Willie Washington, played real physical on the corners. They, they really did. They were physical. Um, and also, Harrington played big numbers as a cheetah position. He had a, he had a good game. Um, so, I mean, that, that stood out. And, I mean, last thing I'll say is, to me, that the coach of Arkansas State says everything you need to know about this game. I don't know if somebody can pull the quotes up later, but it says everything you need to know about this game. Well, yeah. and I, I just think that with this team, you know, it all starts really with just how Dylan Gabriel played. And I think when you just see Dylan Gabriel not only 
play good, but be confident when he's playing. It lights a fire to the rest of the offense around him. It gives his offensive line more confidence and purpose to block for, right? It gives the running backs a reason to run harder, be, be willing to sacrifice more for him. It gives the the receivers a reason to be to block harder on the edge for him whenever he escapes the part escapes the pocket, uh, makes him run with more purpose, right? And I just think Dylan Gabriel t- today, he was uber confident when he was playing, right? Like you could tell there was plays where it was no hesitation. He was slinging the ball deep down the field. He didn't care what happened. He's like, I trust my receivers. And I think over the offseason, what we heard with Dylan, with Dylan Gabriel was the confidence and the leadership. I think we, we saw that today, right? Because really, he just looked, he even looked more athletic on some plays, especially when he escaped the pocket. There was two times, one um, where he was able to escape the pocket. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown on a play in which, like, he almost ran into the back of his offensive line and was able to bounce off of him and escape for a touchdown. And there was another play where he was getting chased down by two defensive linemen and he was able to out, outrun him with pretty much ease and was able to have success whenever he got out of outside the pocket. But, you know, and I just think that defensively, guys, this defensive line looked much more physical and stout in the in the run game, especially on the interior, right? You didn't see them getting pushed off the ball, especially with guys like Dejon Terry, Jordan Kelly, and Isaiah Coe. And I also think that this offensive line is going to do some special, special things this year. And it all starts – with the offensive tackles. I think Guyton and Rouse, they both played exceptional, right? You see the flashes from Guyton every single game he plays. There's times where the dude just looks like a top 10 draft pick. And then there's times where like there was a play where it's just like he had a dumb holding penalty whenever he didn't even have to hold the dude, right? And then with Walter Rouse, he looked like the experienced player. He was very comfortable, had no issues. He just looked really he looked very calm and poised and like he knew what was going on. And he did just due to the amount of experience he has and the different systems he's played in. Yeah. Hey, and one thing you can for sure talk about, I don't care if it's Arkansas state or it's, it's a red white scrimmage. There was a lack of penalties today. Uh, the discipline, I think uh, you can tell is there uh, yep. with, with, with OU as far as uh, attention to detail. And look, again, until they're in in some kind of uh, tough game, we won't know about, you know, if they're going to slow down the tempo. There's some questions we had early on. Uh, you know, what's Levy going to do? Are we going to look different on offense with slowing down the tempo? And, of course, they came out guns a-blazing, uh, full speed ahead. There wasn't any slowdown in them. Now, I don't know if that's going to change as the season progresses or d- depending on the type of game that they're in. Running back room is very solid. It is – the running back room is loaded. Uh, they, they can play five or six guys. I'm excited to see Sawchuck get in, though, uh, just to see kind of the difference that he will bring. The other guys ran well, ran hard. The receivers, again, the spreading it around. Gavin Freeman showed out. I mean, the special teams kick return was unbelievable uh, early on. And there's just a lot of things that I think you can take from this game as positives. And, and – are there negatives? I'm sure you talk with BV and staff. They're going to find some. Uh, that's what coach. That's what good coaches do. But you put a true serum in them, they're going to be 100% satisfied outside of a few injuries, a few nick-ups uh, that they had uh, there. I, I don't know of any serious ones. Maybe outside of – maybe the Davis-Bevel one was a serious one. 
But I don't, as far as I, I haven't heard uh, what that update is at all. So, but overall, what a great day. Uh, even the one punt they had, plaster plastered it about uh, 50 something yards, I think. So, yeah, I think it was 50 yards on the dot. Yeah. I believe that's what I saw and the uh, box score. And kind of, uh, I know it was a few minutes ago, Jay was mentioning the tight end room. Uh, Blake Smith, that was very interesting to me how much time he saw the field uh, last year. And again, back to DG making more progression, spreading the wealth. Uh, we kind of said that this year. I think we all I think it was pretty much unanimous that there wouldn't be a thousand yard receiver uh, this season, that it's going to be a lot of guys getting a lot of uh, targets and receptions. Uh, today was very showing of that. Uh, Stogner not getting any targets was uh, a little odd. Uh, I was shocked on that because, I mean, I was there Monday, press conference. Uh, DG was talking about Stock. I mean, he's like big Stock. Uh, he also talked about the tight end room as a whole. Uh, seeing it today, see why DG was talking about it. Blake Smith had like a 28-yard reception. And then Cade McIntyre had a 26-yard reception. So two big plays in the two receptions uh, for the tight end room. Uh, I think it's a lot better than people expected it to be because, they're. I mean, Stogner played, yes, but he had no targets. Uh, it, so the, the receiving aspect of him was non-existent today. Uh, and they did just fine, uh, combined for 50, uh, what, 54 yards uh, in the tight end room today with uh, no receptions for Stogner. Uh, I think uh, anyone will take that any day of the week because uh, Stogner going into the season was considered pretty much the only guy with uh, real experience uh, in that room. And just uh, – the the offensive line too. Uh, I know we mentioned Caden Green earlier. Like that was that reminded me of Blindside. You know the, oh, the yeah. scene where you're like, coach. I didn't hear the whistle. Like uh, I was I, I was in the student section pretty high up today and uh, wondering what was going on because uh, all of a sudden I just see he's still going. Like uh, I, I don't know what media members were down there, but uh, hopefully they're all okay because. I mean, he literally took the uh, that Arkansas State defensive lineman to the brick wall. Yeah, uh, yeah, on the field today. That's well, very impressive for a freshman. I think we all knew the offensive line, the starting unit, was going to be had a chance to be really good. But I was actually really impressed with the second unit. Uh, the second unit with with Arnold in there. I mean, can you think of any times Arnold was pressured? I can't. Uh, the second unit played really strong. Uh, we know Sexton, right, is getting close from everything we're hearing. That's yeah. going to add some depth. But, guys, the second unit did not really – when the backup quarterback is 11 for 11 and was probably averaged close to five yards a pop. And, guys, I'm going to go back to what Jay was saying uh, just a few minutes ago. I I, I disagree that, I, that Venables would be quick to uh, yank DG. I don't think they're going to be quick to yank DG if something were to happen, uh, if he was struggling a little bit in the game. Now – I do think that Jackson Arnold, from my opinion, and Hunter, I know, has brought this up as well, does seem to have a package there of him running the ball, uh, yeah. possibly, and you know he can throw from it. I, I will say an, obs an observance I made, and I'm not a, 
former player uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. But I know a little bit about football. Jackson Arnold makes throwing the ball look very easy. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. He's a gunslinger. Uh, the flare passes, it just flies out. He's got a quick release and it, it's effortless guys. And that's what we, we thought coming in and he, and then the pass he threw where Gibson just made the heck of a grab. That was a great yeah. play by Jaden Gibson. Uh, again, great day for Jaden Gibson, a guy that has deserved to have the day he had today because he's done the right things. He's put himself in position to play and he's put himself on game days to, to make plays. He just hasn't made them today. He made those. And to me, that, and I'm going to say it because Anthony was impressive too, but, and so was Nick Anderson. But if you got a guy like Gibson uh, that you can count on, it's, it's a game changer with his height at the goal line. It is a game changer. You're talking about him, Stogner, and possibly even Gibson on, on there together. That's three guys well over six foot. I mean, I don't know that there's anyone that can defend him. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson combined. For four receptions today, two of them, uh, Nick Anderson led the team in receiving. He had like that 40-yard reception or 39. I can't, again, can't remember what that was. Uh, it was a big play. And then Jaden Gibson made arguably uh, the catch of the season uh, for week one. Like, uh, yeah. I think when we turn on Sports Center in 15 minutes at 11 o'clock, when it comes on, that play should be somewhere in the top 10 at the end of the hour. Uh it's just those two. They only had four receptions today, and they're sticking out. That's crazy. Oh, uh, as the season, yeah, yeah, as the season progresses, it's they're going to be more of a factor. It's a matter of getting them comfortable uh, at this point in the season. They both need to stay healthy. I know last year that was sort of an issue for sure with Nick Anderson. Uh, Jaden Gibson also had troubles that time getting onto the field because of stuff like that. Uh, Dylan Gabriel just has to keep this uh, confidence as we kind of look forward to this next week. SMU, an experienced and talented secondary, stay confident. That's all you can ask DG to do. Like, he played confident football today, and it showed. He had the best performance he's had in a senior uniform. Granted, it's Arkansas State, but it matters. You, There was a different Dylan Gabriel today, and, and that spreads – across the team. Uh, Ethan Downs talked about it on Monday and the presser on DG's leadership of uh, as the quarterback, not the, you know, arrogant airhead quarterback. He's a lot more of a, a normal guy, humble, uh, but has that little bit of a swagger. And, yep. and we saw that today. Like Great. he was playing with confidence the way he was slinging the ball. And we talked about the fast paced offense today. Uh, some of the numbers are a little deceiving. Uh, I'm sure we should get into this. Uh, the new rule changes in college football, the clock rule. I hate it. It's absolutely, I agree. It, it did not make the game any faster today, especially when Arkansas State is uh, getting injured every few plays, uh, uh, popping like flies. Uh, maybe the Oklahoma Heat's different than Arkansas, it, but it will uh, cause less plays, though. There will yeah, be less plays in the game because of it. That I don't like that either. Yeah, that is true. And again, I, I just it's not gonna make the game faster. I, I don't see mm-hmm. any reason for it. I mean, the first quarter today was dang near an hour. I think it was like twelve o'clock. Probably because I used to six TDs. Yeah, or 
No, I was 28 in the first quarter. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was just uh, – again, it didn't seem like the clock did anything. And, again, being at the game is a little different than watching it on TV because you're sitting through uh, TV timeouts uh, today. Sitting through the TV timeouts in the heat, it feels a lot uh, longer than it actually is. But it, it's still – again, that's a rule. College football – it's part of the game to get a first down, stop the clock, be able to regroup as an offense. So now that's gone. Uh, that part of it, I think it's going to kind of have a negative effect in bigger games down the road this season. Uh, week one for pretty much every team in the country, there's really, I guess, tomorrow night, uh, LSU, Florida State, that will be a, a big game uh, early on, top 10 matchup. And those two teams, uh, just but for the overwhelming majority of week one games, there's not big matchups, so it won't really matter right now. But I think I mean, next week you got Texas Bama. Just as the season yeah. progresses, you're going to see it be kind of uh, a negative thing. I just I, I really don't like this rule. I think uh, if you want to make the game shorter, get rid of TV timeouts. Uh, Not happening, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, big media will not allow that to uh, happen. They cannot lose their uh, commercial times. But, like, there's ways around it. You can throw advertisements on the screen out of the – where it's not an issue. You can – again, advertisers are going to pay for advertisements. So uh, make commercial breaks a little shorter. Uh, Instead of three minutes, make it 30 seconds. Uh, but again, won't happen because at the end of the day, the money is the most important uh, part yeah. of the sport. Jackson. Yeah. And for me, oh, what? I was getting ready to say, go ahead and then we'll do our Sooner standout. Oh, well, I was just going to say for me, lastly, another thing that stood out was how much fun Jeff Lebby's going to have with some of these playmakers this year, right? Because you see it, just the size of Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson. And also, I mean, even the size of Austin Stogner and Blake Smith, like those guys are pretty big guys. Like they're going to help in the red zone. And just like with the speed, a guy that we didn't get to see today was Brendan Thompson. I know he wasn't able to play, but I'm hoping that we'll get to see him sometime this year. Um, I don't really know his availability for next week, but I hope that we'll get to see a little bit of Brendan Thompson just due to the speed factor. Then you talk about guys like Gavin Freeman, uh, Andrew Anthony, Jaquez Petaway, right? The list goes on and on and on. And I just think that um, Jeff Levy, he's going to be able to do some creative things this year with so much speed that he has. Yeah, and and the thing is, Petaway – he had a nice day. is a Ryan. I see Petaway a lot like a Ryan Broyles, where he's going to get, he's going to get, he's going to have a game this year, maybe where he gets 10 catches because the, the flare route right outside. Had nine the, today, Drew. See, yeah. yeah, so easily. And some of that he played a lot in the second half where maybe he wouldn't have got that much time if they weren't, you know, so dominant. But still, he's a guy that's going to get open very quickly on those little flare routes and get you five yards. Ryan Broyles lived doing that. I mean, he made a living doing that because that you can't stop that. So let's get into Sooner standouts, guys. And, uh, you know, I'll start with mine. And before I do, I do want to talk about just from an outsider looking in, and we know a little bit about 
the program as well. But to me, it looks like everyone's bought into what's happening there. The culture. The uh, has the, been laid. The team uh, aspect of it, to me, is is ahead of where it was last year. I mean, part of it is they're, they're throwing guys in there. They're, they're, the depth is so different mm-hmm. that guys are chomping at the bit, bit to get out there and play. And uh, kudos to Jerry Schmidt, too, because uh, you noticeably can see some difference uh, in, in some of the guys. Uh, I, I think that's very clear. But my sooner standout is, is maybe it's going to be yours, too, but I, I can't not give it to Gavin Freeman. Uh, getting on scholarship, taking making a house call on a punt, and then catching the touchdown out of the, basically the flare route on the left side. Uh, guys, he's unguardable. Uh, you, you're not going to put a linebacker on him in the slot. It's game over. And he's sneaky, deceptively fast. He's really quick. He's got juke. He, he is going to be a dynamic uh, factor for the Sooners this year. And my Sooners standout stand out as uh, Gavin Freeman. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go next, you know. My sooner standout, this may sound kind of like an obvious statement, but I'm just going to have to give it to Dylan Gabriel, guys. I just think just with how Dylan Gabriel played today, right, the fact of the matter is I don't care that it's Arkansas State, but Dylan Gabriel looks different. I don't think there's no denying that. I just think that Dylan Gabriel played a near-perfect game. Um, He was really decisive in his reads. And Jeremy, I think you said it earlier, he just looks more comfortable going through all of his progressions and his reads and just what he's able to do. So I think that Dylan Gabriel, man, he's going to be in for, I think, a great year and a year in which maybe he won't be questioned as much by Oklahoma fans. Yeah, I'm going to go kind of, I guess you can call it a little bit of a shocker pick. Uh, on defensive side of the ball, leader in tackles today only had four, not either of those in Kobe McKenzie or Danny Stutzman. Reggie Pearson, an absolute dog. He that can hit he, in he, the first quarter. Uh, first off, that's not a penalty. Uh, he was still in bounds. That was literally him stand still, hit him with the shoulder. And I, I'm shocked the quarterback was able to get up there. I honestly expected, uh, there was going to be a position change for Arkansas State after that hit. It was absolutely worth the 15-yard penalty there. Uh, should have been a penalty. The refs were loving throwing that uh, dirty laundry today, as uh, Braden Warner, uh, Braden called it uh, today, the dirty laundry. It was thrown a lot. So, uh, yeah, uh, Reggie Pearson, like, if man, we saw him last year. I, I hated him last year for that hit. On Dylan Gabriel, and, and now he's on our side. Like this is going to be fun. Yeah, uh, I've not di- seen a, a safety for sure, and a long time for me, really, maybe even my lifetime. Uh, at OU, able to lay down the boom, but in the manner that Reggie Pearson does, and it, it's only going to be more this season. Like when he's running full speed, twenty miles per hour, and hitting that hit stick, like. Yeah, um, I know we talked about it like from practice stuff. There was like a fumble in one of the scrimmages. Uh, Reggie Pearson forced it. I don't think it's the running backs uh, not being careful with the ball. I think it's just Reggie Pearson is just that dude. Uh, when someone hits you that hard, yeah, you're going to fumble every now and then. Yeah, and 
I think for me, another guy that needs a lot of credit today is Gentry Williams, right? I just think that he kind of maybe, uh, you know, obviously the talk in the offseason was him or Josiah Wagner or Macari Vickers for that cornerback two spot. I think really Gentry Williams, he was tested a few times. He didn't give up any completions that I know of off the top of my head. Uh, he played a great game, and obviously the the hit he had on on the screen pass was just like he made that dude feel it. And Hunter, I think you just said the only guy that I can know of off the top of my head that can maybe even hit close to what Reggie Pearson can was Kenneth Murray. That's uh, maybe yeah. the, the only yeah. guy. But also, <laughs> Kenneth Murray was a linebacker. Yeah, Reggie exactly. Pearson That's what I was getting at. The safety. A safety. Yeah. The safety is great in average. Brandon Average, war number seven. Uh, Brandon Average laid down the boom. And th- this year, OU's got to bring the wood helmets back, bringing the, bring the wood. You got to. This isn't Speed D anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so long, Speed D. I'd much rather have this uh, vicious physical defense. Great play by Kanai Walker today, stripping the ball. That was another one. Got the turnover. Uh, wasn't it Kanai Walker that caused that? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, that was a great play. So, yeah. So many great things today. Opening game. Next week's going to be a test, guys. Uh, SMU's got a good offense. They have a great secondary. Some things that OU is going to be tested on. I think it's great to have that early in the season. Uh, I know a lot of fans are like, hold your horses. We get it. It's Arkansas State. But next week, we'll hold the horses and hopefully hold the Mustangs down to a shutout as well uh, as we get after it there at the Palace on the Prairie, 5 p.m. kick. Stay tuned. You guys drop your comments on who your Sooner standout was from today and make sure you have subscribed to the Sooner Surge and be a part of what's going on. You don't want to miss this week. A lot of things coming your way. Till next time. Boomer. Boomer.